Hey there, friends of Holy Shenanigans Podcast. I'm thrilled to share that I'll be recording live from the Wild Goose Festival this July 11 through 14. Wild Goose Festival is a transformational community grounded in faith-inspired social justice. It's a one-of-a-kind gathering that brings together activists, artists, and seekers from all walks of life to explore justice and art, spirituality, and community. The festival will take place at Van Hoy Farms in Union Grove, North Carolina, and I'd love for you to join me there. From engaging workshops to inspired panels and interactive experiences, Wild Goose has something for everyone. So mark your calendars and let's be part of this incredible community that is committed to making a positive impact in the world. For more information, visit www. WildGooseFestival.org. As one of my followers, use a discount code A-TLE24. That's A-TLE24. And you'll get $50 off the price of an adult weekend ticket. We will see you there at the Wild Goose Festival to connect, to build community, and to work for social justice. Welcome to Holy Shenanigans. I'm your muse, Tara Lamont Eastman, a podcaster, a feminist, and a pastor. In this week's podcast, we hear a Jesus story about healing that flips the tables of life as we know it. Jesus blesses people in experiences of woe and need. Special guest Reverend Max Smith answers three and a half questions about love and reminds us that God loves us like crazy. Stay tuned for a lively conversation about blessing and healing, and that we're called to invite one another to come and sit, to listen to the needs of people around us, and engage in some table-flipping holy shenanigans. When I first met Reverend Mack, I was in a room where I didn't know where and with whom to sit. I entered the sanctuary looking for a familiar or friendly face. But most people were occupied, busy, and buzzing around meeting and greeting, networking and planning their next big move, working the room with a sense of accomplishment. As the outsider, as the new person looking at this scene, I wanted to throw up air quotes and toss out the phrase, hashtag blessed. This insider and outsider scene was not unlike something that new kids experience in school. Everything is new. You don't know your teachers, your class schedule, your locker combination, or where and with whom you will sit at lunch. The woes of being the new kid, the outsider, the new person in the room, they're real, aren't they? I looked across the large sanctuary, donning a name tag to announce my newness to the room, to see a gentleman sitting alone in a pew. He was quiet, not buzzing around the room. He seemed to be centering himself before the worship service began. Something in his disposition and openness gave me the courage to ask if I could share a pew with him. Reverend Mack smiled warmly and said, Sure thing. Come and sit down. Nice to meet you, Reverend Tara. His welcome was warm and sincere. The conversation we had was real, and within moments, Mack had made space for a conversation that was a blessing because it included my woes. 
Meeting Reverend Mack that day was a holy shenanigans moment. I experienced grace and mercy. My woes were flipped to be a blessing. You see, Reverend Mack has a gift of seeing the woes of others and blessing them with a welcome to come and sit, an affirmation that God loves you like crazy, and a call to the action of love. He's always asking, what does the world need? Love, sweet love. In today's gospel lesson, Jesus is once more proclaiming good news and healing the people gathered, masses in need of healing. Listen to what Jesus says to the crowds. You're blessed when you've lost it all. God's kingdom is there for the finding. You're blessed when you're ravenously hungry. Then you're ready for the messianic meal. You're blessed when tears flow freely. Joy comes with the morning. This text is fittingly named Blessings and Woes. It speaks of the challenges of human life, hunger, sorrow, loss, and calls us to hear a word of hope or calls us to live in a way that carries blessings to those around us who are in seasons of woe. Jesus meets the sick and hungry where they are. He acknowledges the woes of their lives. In Jesus' actions and words, he sees the reality of those marginalized in his society, and he does something to help. In these blessings and woes, I read between the lines of Jesus' dialogue and hear a word of good news, much like the welcome Reverend Mac gave to me. Welcome. Come and sit. Affirmation. God loves you like crazy. And a call to loving action. What does the world need? Love, sweet love. In this story, the work that Jesus is up to is healing. This requires him to get up close and personal to see what the problem is. Healing starts when we carefully look at the hurt, the injury, or the disease. Only when woes are truly seen can a diagnosis or healing begin. While a close engagement with woe might make us feel uncomfortable, does this scripture of blessing and woe invite us into the tension between blessing and woe? Is this something that we need to sit with a bit longer? If we aspire to be Jesus followers, perhaps sitting in this space of woe is the seat we are called to sit at. Can we slow down to see, hear, and affirm people where they are and not where we might think they should be? If we are proclaiming the message that God loves people like crazy, then we need to first honor people's woes in hearing them. Really hearing them. A good listener is a blessing, aren't they? And so I invite you to come and to sit for a moment, to bring your own woes with you as we hear directly from Reverend Mac. Imagine him inviting you to share a pew or a cafe booth, to bring all of yourself to the conversation. Don't try to hide away your woes. Let them be seen as they are. Come on and sit down. Get ready for a blessing. Come and sit a spell and meet Reverend Mac. Mac 
and I have been colleagues for quite a while now, and we are generally up to lots of good trouble and holy shenanigans. Amen. I really wanted to hear from you, Mac, on these three and a half questions about love. And so my first question for you today is, what do you love about being you? Let me just give you a list. I wrote these down because I'm at the age that I have intellectual interlude moments every once in a while, and I don't want to mess these up. No worries. When it comes to uh, a little bit about myself and my love, I call myself an emotional spectrum. That's number one. Number two, my emotional life is mirrored in my health. I'm a man of high personal integrity. Friends know that I can keep secret. I have a high personality. I'm a friendly person by nature. I have very few enemies, good relationships wherever I go. And not too many people are as open as I am. I love to travel. I love leisure. And who better to travel with than myself? Everybody wants to travel on the bandwagon. I've had a great career. I got very little money. While there are many obstacles, I will always overcome. I've enjoyed life opportunities at every turn. And one of my greatest pluses is I love the fact that I help others to enrich my life. Mm. So that's answering it in a nutshell. Yeah, that's so true. So that's part of why I wanted to ask you these questions about love, because um, Mm -hmm. you have expressed love and care and friendship and collegiality to me in the past. And so... I just want to say thank you and help other people to get to know you a little bit better because I think you have a lot to share with the world. Thank Thank you, Pastor Tara. Okay, second question. Who do you love? Who do you love, Mac? Well, let me just simply say I just love me some Jesus. (laughs) Love me some Jesus. Uh, That's all I preach. So he is my everything. The second person I'll go down the list real quickly is my significant other, Sandy. She was my high school sweetheart. We've known each other 51 plus years, and she is everything that I need. Beat me up, but also hold me in praise. And like I said, it's more than just being a significant other, but she is also a person that gives straight shot answers. Second are my three children, James, Julie, and Jason. I have three godchildren, Divinity, my goddaughter. She's my pride and joy, Jaden and Brother Nivy. And then I got three godchildren. Jordan, Isaiah, and Lori. And like I said, up to this point, I can say too is, what do I love? I love the fact that I've been a survivor for all of my life. Mm-hmm. A lot of odds were against me, but God continues to be good. And so from the time I came into the womb when everybody else tried to say, he ain't gonna make it, guess who's laughing now? Yeah, yep. thank you, thank you. Mm-hmm. I would be remiss if I didn't ask you what you love to do in the world. Because you've had a lot of diversity and change and different vocations. So say say more about that for me. What Mm -hmm. do you love to do? What I like to do in the world is three things. Number one, I love to preach. There's nothing like preaching. And I'm a Luther Costal, as many of you know. I'm Lutheran in the morning, and I'm Pentecostal in the afternoon and evening. So I got to tell a story in the way that I heard it most. And that's storytelling. That's about, that's how my sermon style. I'm a mm-hmm. storyteller. The second thing I like to do, and I love it to death too, is teaching. Especially lay folks who have never heard the gospel or people who have been away from the church and especially young people. You know, we go to summer camps, adult camps and that. But my heart and passion continues today is I love the outreach to high-risk youth. That's what I have been doing since 1981 and up until now. So that can tell you how long that's been. Thank you. And thank you for Mm -hmm. all of that work. 
So that's three questions. And now the half question might actually be more of an answer than we expected with the other ones. But my last question is if you have a message of love to share with the folks that are listening, with the people that are listening, what message of love would you like to share with the world? Well, the greatest one would be coming right out of the book of Mark. And that's when Jesus simply said, love the Lord your God with all your heart and mind and spirit and your neighbor as yourself. We call that the great commandment. Yes, if there's do. any time we need that now to, to, again, to repeat Jackie Shannon's song, what the world needs now is love, sweet love. Jesus is saying that the primary thing that Jesus wants us to do isn't a religious thing, like participation in church activities and giving our money. He wants us to be motivated out of love. Mm. He says to love our neighbors as we love ourselves. And why is that? Because God made us. God loves us like crazy. Pastor Tara, love can change the world. Indeed, indeed. And that's part of why um, I'm on this adventure of asking these questions about love. Because Mm -hmm. I feel like if we talk about love and how love connects us, even if we're coming from different perspectives, different beliefs, we're going to find connection and a way to work together. Amen. You cannot show distinction or separatism. Right. Yep. We need we need love's help to make any change in ourselves, in in our neighborhoods, in our work world, in our church world, in our whole world. Amen. And so I thank you, Reverend Mac, for your time and for your wisdom and for your joyful disposition. And I'm just thankful to call you a colleague and friend. And I thank you for sharing this message of love with those that are going to be listening to Holy Shenanigans podcast very soon. Amen. And diddle back at you, Pastor Tara. Where I live, it's midwinter. It's cold and dark, and the snow keeps coming down by the foot. If ever there is a time of year that I need some good cheer, this is it. How are you doing? In this month of February, where we are focused on love and chocolates and paper valentines, what message of love do you need today? Yes. God loves you like crazy, and now is the time that the world needs love, sweet love. But before the Valentines can be sent, I think we need to listen better, to see where the hurt is. Because woes must be seen and blessed so that true healing can take place. Receive this borrowed blessing from Reverend Mac. Come and sit. God loves you like crazy. Remember what the world needs, listening, and love, sweet love. In honor of Black History Month, I share a poem by Joseph Seaman Cotter Jr. Cotter, due to ill health, was unable to enlist in World War I. In his poetry, he speaks of the woes of African-American servicemen. They had eagerly volunteered in 1917 to demonstrate their patriotism, hoping their country would recognize and reward their service with civil liberties. But America ignored their sacrifices, and after the armistice, black servicemen returned to a nation as segregated and socially intolerant as it was before the war. In the response to the call to be better listeners, in the sharing of blessings and woes, to extend welcome, come and sit, to give affirmation, God loves you like crazy, to engage in the call of loving action, what does the world need? Love, sweet love. I share Joseph Seaman Cotter Jr.'s poem, And What Shall You Say? 
Brother, come, and let us go unto our God. And when we stand before him, I shall say, Lord, I did not hate. I am hated. I scourge no one. I am scourged. I covet no lands. My lands are coveted. I mock no peoples. My people are mocked. And brother, what shall you say? I am your Holy Shenanigans Muse, Tara Lamont Eastman. Thank you for joining us this week for Holy Shenanigans that surprise, encourage, redirect, and turn life upside down, all in the name of love. This is an unpredictable spiritual adventure that is always sacred, but never stuffy. If you would like to give answers to three and a half questions about love or share your own Holy Shenanigans story here at this podcast, reach out to us at holyshenaniganspodcast at gmail.com. Thank you so much, Reverend Mac, for being with us this week. Thank you for the invitation to come and sit for the reminder that God loves us like crazy. And what the world needs now is listening and love, sweet love. <laughs>